This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome, my friends, to the Friday edition of Boston Early's Rush Hour here on WABC Talk Radio 77. If you would like to be part of today's proceedings, 800-848-WABC is the number to reach us, 800 800- Eight four eight nine two two two, and as always, your calls are extremely welcomed. So much news where to begin. Right before the show started, there was a ruling in this New York so-called case. A New York judge, that would be Arthur Ingeron, Democrat Party hack, pretending to be a judge. Uh, well, pretending to be a an impartial judge is what I should say. He's not pretending to be a judge. <clears throat> but the impartiality, yeah, right. New York judge on Friday ordered former President Trump to pay $354 million in penalties in a civil fraud case that should have never been brought. And, of course, the case stemmed from the very biased political hack that pretends to be an impartial AG for the state of New York, Letitia James, who declared even before there was anything she was seeking, looking to find evidence to attack Donald Trump and his family with. So she scrounged around, came up with a case, and then they took it in front of this judge, this angering character, and today they have ordered the New York Democrats' political machine acting as impartial, supposed impartial members of our judicial branch have ordered that Donald Trump pay $354 million in penalties. Now, you look at this and you look at that case that came from that writer who doesn't remember when she says she was sexually assaulted, doesn't remember any of the key details, but that's another one with these outrageous figures. What is apparent is that they are trying to they are trying to strip Donald Trump and his family of their wealth. They're trying to strip them. Oh, by the way, in this New York case, also not allowed to do business in New York for three years. This has to be appealed immediately, and this, this, this has to this this persecution, this political persecution, this weaponization of our judicial branch to go after one's political opponents has to stop. They are without question trying to break Donald Trump financially. They're trying to break his family financially as retribution for him daring to run for the presidency and win it. And 
I don't know how anyone could expect, if this is allowed to go through, that at some point this will not cause a deterioration of our entire political system because if they're going to do this and if they get away with this, if they get away with this, there has to be a political response. You cannot let one party do this to you and then you just sit back. Well, I mean, there are a lot of timid Democrat or Republicans like the Romney camp. Last night there was a story that uh, Manchin and Romney were going to team up. I found it hilarious. I sent it to a few friends. I think there's a new party there, the Dino Rhino Party, with the dinosaur Manchin and the Rhino Romney. But today Manchin dispelled all those rumors, says he's not running for anything in 2024, so there will be no Dino Rhino Party. But the fact of the matter is, outside of the rhinos and the Trump-hating Republicans, of which there are many, there has to be a response from those people in the Republican Party who recognize that you cannot let Democrats play in this kind of sandbox alone. If they are going to use the government to attack your people, if they're going to use the weapon of the government to try to destroy your political party, then you have no choice but to retaliate. Sorry, that's politics. So if this is allowed to stand, then I would suggest that we are watching something that this country should not have to endure, which is taking this country down the path of a third world banana republic type nation where once you have somebody that's elected in office, the next step is to wait till they're out, persecute them, try to throw them in jail, try to strip them and their family of any kind of wealth. And you see this play out all over the world. Sometimes you see it play out with deadly consequences. I'm going back to thinking about what happened after Marcos left in the Philippines. And then, of course, you had the assassination of that leader. Right at the airport, brazen. Oh, we don't like him as a leader. Let's kill him. He's too powerful. Let's get rid of him. This stuff happens around the world. You look at what happens in some of the nations in in South America, in Central America, where you have these violent upheavals, or had. Is that really the path that we want for America, where you get these, where you get these Hugo Chavez types? Because that's exactly, that's exactly what we have here. When Hugo Chavez took over, the one of the first things they did was stack the court with a bunch of loyalists. And then once they had the court stacked with loyalists to this new socialist leader, they started getting rid of laws that protected the opposition party, took care of that so that they could install their regime forever, at least they think. And then they started attacking private companies. Well, look, two of these things were already happening. They're attacking a private company, the Trump Organization. And they have installed, if you look at what George Soros has done, and Rudy was just talking about this, you install these progressive prosecutors. They don't enforce the law when it comes to criminals. Criminals. We have criminals roaming the streets all over this country. But these prosecutors, like this one and Da Fanny down there in Georgia and some of the other ones, they're using their offices. These are Soros. These are political, basically, a buy-offs, appointees. And they use these positions 
to attack the political opponents of Democrats. This is exactly on a different scale what Hugo Chavez did when he assumed power in Venezuela. And look at what happened to that nation. It is a shambles. And right now they're exporting their criminal class to us. And Joe Biden, thanks to his ineffective tenure as president, has opened up the southern border to any crime group that wants to come in, including the Venezuelan crime syndicates that are now welcomed into the United States with open arms. But we are headed in a dangerous path. And if this is allowed to stand, if some court doesn't look at this and say, this is nonsense, no, this is not justice, then I fear for where this nation is headed. While we speak about this, I just happened to glance down on my desk, and here's the story. Rampant crime is increasingly taking its toll on American small businesses, new survey reveals. It's in the Daily BS today. So these prosecutors who should be prosecuting criminals have let criminals take over the retail sector, stores closing everywhere, major cities, major businesses fleeing major cities in America because these prosecutors refuse and these local progressive governments refuse to actually prosecute real criminals, but instead they use the resources of the state to attack their political opponents. Other news, compelling interference of a political motive. Trump files response to Smith's SCOTUS brief. This is Jack Smith, the political hack that the DOJ brought in. Attorneys for former President Donald Trump reiterated on Thursday a request for the Supreme Court to intervene in the bid to dismiss the election interference case on the basis of presidential immunity. Trump asked the court on Monday to stay an appellate court ruling that determined he was not immune from prosecution in the federal election interference case, to which Smith responded on Wednesday, argued the American people have an interest to a speedy and fair verdict. Yes, speedy. Let's try to interfere with this election cycle. Because that's all the Jack Smith case is about. Let's try to hurry up and convict Trump before he can become president again. Let's get a conviction so that we can swing the election in favor of the Democrat Party. And other news, and please, please, I'd love to hear your comments on any of these. In other news, White House fumes. I love the White House fuming because the, 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 the picture in my mind is of smoke. Like you have those cartoons where it billows out of the ears, smoke billowing out of the ears, out of the, out of both sides of the White House building. The White House is fuming. Because Speaker of the House Johnson let the House recess, and he didn't pass the aid for Ukraine. The White House took a crack at Speaker Mike Johnson on Thursday as the House broke for recess without bringing the recently passed Senate foreign aid bill to the floor for the vote. House, House, House. 
This is what one of the the the, uh, the Democrats said. The American people are outraged, outraged at the damage that Speaker Johnson is causing to America's national security in the name of politics. That's one of these White House guys, White House spokesperson Andrew Bates, accused the new Speaker of cutting and running to go on recess instead of ending the harm he's doing to our national security. I look at this crap, and I'm like, it's to me, it's almost, I don't know how these people can utter these kind of sentences with a straight face. How in the world is not giving money that we don't have to another nation, we don't have the money. We would have to print the money or create it, as they say, electronically. The money is not sitting in a bank somewhere doing nothing. The money doesn't exist. It will have to be created to give to the Ukraine. So how is that harming national security? When you have open borders with criminals pouring in with 6 million people unvetted, for the most part, into the United States, and this guy cracks it, somehow not giving imaginary money to Ukraine is harming national security, and we're all supposed to be outraged because the White House is fuming that they can't give away more money to Ukraine, which, by the way, seemed plenty wealthy enough to hand over millions of dollars to Hunter Biden. Tell him if Ukraine needs some money, ask Hunter to return the millions they spent with him. Ask him to ask the big guy, to send back his share of the hunt of the Hunter Biden Barisma loot. If they need money so desperately. The American people are outraged by the damage Speaker Johnson. I'm not outraged. I'm an American person. I'm glad they actually just said, you know what? Yeah, you guys want to pass this uh thing without uh, securing securing the borders. We told you. And we've been saying for months, you have to secure the borders if we're going to release any more make-believe money to Ukraine. You guys want to ignore us? Okay, guess what? We're going on a break. Think about it while we're out on a break. And maybe when you get back, we'll talk. No, I'm not outraged. I'm outraged you people are asking this kind of money to give away. When our borders are insecure. Thank you. Nice calming voice of Yusef Islam. Who? Yusef Islam. Who? Cat Stevens. Cat Stevens was awarded a substantial damages on this day back in 2005. The Sunday Times, the Sun, over there in the UK, had printed articles claiming that Cat Stevens was involved in terrorism. Turns out it was fake news. They apologized for their false and highly defamatory allegations. They paid his legal bills. They promised not to do any more fake news on Cat Stevens. And then he gave the money to a tsunami relief project. Cat Stevens. WABC Talk Radio 77. 800. 848-WABC is the number to reach us. How can I try to explain When I do, he turns away again It's always been the same Same old story 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. 1961, Andy Taylor is born. Guitarist with Duran Duran. He was also a member of the Power Station. Always loved the Power Station. One of my favorite groups. Yeah. But uh, with Duran Duran, and what was it, 1983? There's something uh, that I should know. Some other top. And then, what's the name of this song that I, I missed the music video of? Girls on Film. Girls on Film. That's exactly what it sounds like. I wonder what's Fanny on film anywhere. <laughs> With that little hot dress she had on yesterday. She didn't take the stand again today. They said, nah, we had enough Fanny. I mean, that may not be Nathan's line, but that was the uh, the defense. No, nah, no, nah, we had enough Fanny yesterday. Too much Fanny. Uh, some people can never get enough Fanny, but there was enough Fanny yesterday. Yeah, girls on film. Oh, you know what? There was. I'm going to take your calls because we have people that want to respond to this Trump verdict. But before I do that, I've been I've had this story for three days, and I didn't get to it. America lost an icon early this week. America lost for some of you. He, the guy's probably a national hero, and there was very little. There wasn't any like huge. Oh my goodness, we lost it. By the way, I'm taking myself on tangents. Things are popping into my mind as I speak. Do you know that those two of those three people involved in that shooting out in Kansas City, they were minors, right? At the time we had the shooting, this, this jockey was killed. You had 22 people wounded, including kids. The, the, the prosecutors came out of me. Oh, we're going to charge them as adults. They are not being charged as adults. They are being charged as juveniles. As juvies. People out there are furious. How can you promise to charge these young thugs as adults for this shooting? And right now, prosecutor, no, we're going to charge them as children. They're children. All right, back to this unfortunate passing. Well, he did have, one must say, at age 96, when you pass away, people will say, well, okay, he had a full life. But America did lose a hero. Bill Post is his name. You know who Bill, Diego shaking his head. He knows who Bill Post is. As soon as you Rich. said the, the number's 96, I knew who you were talking about. Rich, who is Bill Post? My, he uh, invented the Pop-Tart. Everybody knows this guy. You see what I mean? This guy. This guy. And by the way, I my, my nephew eats Pop-Tarts. 
And I looked at him putting that 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 white. It's a what? It's a toaster strudel. Okay, not a pop tart. Because there's another one that's like a pop tart, and you have to when you get it out of the toaster, then you have to open up this little packet and you pour this little white liquid on them. And I'm looking at this stuff and I'm saying, you know what? That looks disgusting. That looks freaky. That looks like I would not put that in my mouth. How are you feeding that to your child? The whole imagery of it is disgusting. But anyway, not Bill Post. Bill Post, American hero who helped invent the Pop-Tarts, leading the bakering company team that developed the toaster-friendly breakfast food with a fruity filling, a thin pastry crust, and ineffable space-age sweetness. He died on February 10th. He was 96 years old. For more than six decades after Pop-Tarts were developed by Mr. Post's baking team in Grand Rapids, the foil pack snack remains as common in some kitchens and cafeterias as traditional breakfast foods such as oatmeal and eggs. Get your, the sugary pastry in 2022 bought in $978 million. Close to a billion dollars in Pop-Tarts. Wow. Pop-Tarts. Now, I have had a Pop-Tart. I'm not a big Pop-Tart person. I've had maybe one or two in my life. I, for some reason, just didn't like Pop-Tarts. Unless they were cold. I need to try flavors. I didn't fly enough flavors. I didn't, something about, just like you, you're the one that feeds your kid that one that you have to sprinkle that jizzy-looking stuff on. I don't, I, I like breakfast, I like toast. Just give me some toast. Put some toast in the toaster, put some butter on the toast, and if you want to make it sweet, smear a little bit of jelly on it. Put some grape jelly, some Welch's grape jelly. Or put some or some Smucker's jelly, organic. Put some strawberry jam on it. Put some blueberry you, jam on it. You know it. what I like? I like... Um, what do you like? The cinnamon raisin bread is good. You get that in the store, you can buy that oh. right, and then you toast that, and you melt the butter on that. Oh. That is really good. Oh, you're talking about Pepperidge Farm, the cinnamon swirl, the swirl stuff. That's the, right. The, the cinnamon raisin. Oh, yes. That's breakfast in America. You know, Bo, well, you can try. Some people try um, freezing their Pop-Tarts. I heard that's that's very good. Frozen Pop-Tarts. Yeah, you, you bite into it as if it's like a Popsicle or something. That's what I've heard. That sounds so appealing. <laughs> yeah, frozen Pop-Tart. I, 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 look. One of my favorites of all time is a pineapple sandwich, so, you know, whatever. And if you've never had a pineapple sandwich, you don't know what you're missing. Anyway. All right, we are going to take your calls. But I just wanted to, the American hero, Bill Post, just wanted to give him some credit for a life well lived. Billion dollar business. Also, birthday. 1935, the late, great Sonny Bono, who along with Cher, of course, did this one. I got you, baby. 
had that unfortunate ski accident that took him out when he was serving as a congressman for California's 44th District. Heavenly birthday, though, for the late Sonny Bono. Your calls are coming up. If you're on hold, stay on hold. Don't go away. Have a Pop-Tart. We'll be right back. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. WABC Traffic and Transit. Looking at the bridges and tunnels this hour, the George Washington Bridge inbound upper, about a five to ten minute delay. Lower has police activity blocking the right lane after the tolls. Outbound heavy delays at the Lincoln Tunnel inbound, okay. Outbound 20 to 30 minutes. Holland Tunnel inbound from the Turnpike, 15 to 20 from Route 1 and 9. Also looking at 15 to 20. And then outbound at the Holland, 20 to 30 minutes. Up in the Bronx, the center lane is closed along the Bronx River Parkway North between Gun Hill Road and Wakefield Avenue. And in New Jersey, vehicles are slowing to look at an accident along the Garden State Parkway northbound near Clark and Union near the Toll Plaza. And as for mass transit, the subways, some delays along the 4-5 line and as well as the DNN, the R, and the W also looking at delays for Long Island Railroad, the Ronkonkoma branch and Babylon branch facing some delays, Port Jeff branch facing some delays, Metro North and NJ Transit looking pretty good right now. And that's your 77 WABC Traffic Report. I'm James Fulton. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush. Now here's Bo Snerdly. You know who produced this record? Quincy Jones. Way back in the day. Now, this is the anniversary of Leslie Gore's passing. American singer, songwriter, actress, and activist. This was her big hit back in 1963, produced by Quincy Jones. She also wrote, I didn't know this, she wrote a lot of music for the soundtrack of uh, Fame. Got an Academy Award nomination for Out Here On My Own, which she wrote with her brother Michael. Yeah, I've been hearing from people during the break. Apparently we sparked some interest with all of this talk of breakfast pastries. One amazing baker. I mean, this woman cooks like no bakes like nobody else. I, I mean, just beyond belief. But she was telling me that that stuff that I was complaining about goes on cinnamon buns. That stuff that my nephew. I mean, I looked at him putting this. I'm like, who? What are you doing with that thing? He, he's icing this this jizzy looking stuff that he's putting on his thing to feed his kid. I'm like, what? Why are you doing that? It was so disgusting. Okay, and then, and the kid loves it, just eating his stuff right up. I'm like, well, boy, this is a look into the future. Uh, and then, <laughs> Rhonda, America's small caffeinated mom, checked in. She says her guys like the orange-flavored chemicals in a tube, Pillsbury orange rolls. I have no idea what a Pillsbury orange roll is. I have no idea what that is. I... Okay. And I'm waiting to hear from the Countess of Conspiracy, who we have to have on soon. I have been promising you all the Countess of Conspiracy. This woman knows every conspiracy on the planet. And we have finally this week, I've been talking with engineers from around the world, 
and we have finally come up with a system that will hide her voice so that it cannot be hacked, so that people cannot go back and re and, and listen to it and then actually unscramble what we are going to do to her voice so that we will offer her complete protection so that nobody will be able to actually uncover her true identity because she has the receipts, she has the secrets on all the conspiracy stuff that's happening in the world. And so very soon we are going to arrange for the Countess of Conspiracy to come to our air, we hope. And one of these days we're also going to have Lady Benedict on, too. Who's Lady Benedict? <laughs> yeah, you'll find out who Lady Benedict is. All right, telephone calls. Let us go. Let us start with Adam in Hempstead. Adam, you are up first. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this obscene okay. verdict. A judge ruled that Trump raped oh, Eugene Carroll. A judge ruled that Trump got fraud on New York State. And you still want to vote for that criminal dude? That's what you're telling me, sir? Adam? Adam, first of all, how are you? Are you okay? Because I've been worried about man, that. this dude is the worst criminal I've ever seen in my life, man. Adam, have you been okay? I, Adam, Adam, are you okay? I've been worried about you. Are you okay? $360 million, man. Are you fine, Adam? Okay. Are you good? Is everything good in your life, Adam? $360 million. Do you feel Say good? Are Black things... Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Adam, since you raised the issue, let me address you. You've made two mistakes. Do you know what your mistakes were when you when you called? You know what the mistakes were when you, the things that you said. Trump made two mistakes too: E. Jean Carroll and playing with Latisha James. That's no, did you did, did do, do you know what the two mistakes are that you made? I know the mistakes Trump made. Okay, let me explain to you the the, the, the mistakes you made. You said two judges, and that's where you're wrong. They're not two judges. They are two political hacks posing as judges. This has nothing to do with justice. This all has to do with your party and this intense hatred that you and your fellow Democrat activists have for Donald Trump. That's all this is led by. Letitia James, and you tell me what other where you have seen this in American history, Adam. Adam, I like you, and I think underneath it all, you are intellectually honest enough because you do try to dodge questions when you can't answer them. Here's one for you. Have you ever seen in your lifetime a prosecutor come out and say, you know what, I don't like this guy. I'm going to find something on him. I'm going to get him. I'm going to find something on him without there having been any case whatsoever at the time. Have you ever seen that before? Not with no million-dollar lawyers like Trump got, sir. No. We haven't seen it before because it is unconstitutional what she did. You are supposed to actually have evidence of a crime before you go and attack people. She went searching for something to charge him with. This thing should have been thrown out on its face, Adam. If somebody did that to you, you would be, you would be howling from the depths of hell that this was an unfair prosecution because it would be. You're not supposed to do that in America, Adam. Why is that so difficult for you to understand? Do you know if he would have told the truth about the values of them places, the banks would have made more money than what they did? He stopped the banks from making more money by devaluing then the, the banks have recourse. 
then then what you have just described is something that should have been handled in a civil suit by the bank suing him, not by a district attorney politically charged trying to take him down. If it is as you say, then the proper recourse is for those banks to turn around and say, you know what, we felt that we were misrepresented, we were mistreated by this company, we're going to civilly sue him. Okay, if that's the case. They didn't. Adam, this is a political case. It's a political sham, and you are a political partisan, and so you like the outcome. But this is not justice, and this is not what America was built on, Adam. And it's a shame that you hate this man so much that it clouds your judgment, because you're a good guy. And I'm going to ask you for the 99th time, how are you doing? I've been worried about you. I thought something might have happened to you because I haven't heard from you in a while. Are you okay? I'm all right. I'll be calling in, and then all of a sudden my phone call gets disconnected. So that's all I'm going to say about that, sir. Well, I don't know. There better not be anybody disconnecting your calls because we love you here. We love you. Even though you are a partisan, a rabid, anti-Trump-hating partisan, you are loved. Yeah, I'll be calling tomorrow morning, too. Good. I can't wait to hear from you tomorrow morning. Get a good night's sleep, because tomorrow's going to be a little tougher, Adam. Adam, do you like Pop-Tarts? No way. Thank you. See, I knew this guy was... Okay, thank you, Adam. Viviana, you're up next in Brooklyn. How are you? I am P.O.'d. I don't want to say the words because I'm a chaplain and that's not cool. People have to realize that this is a wake-up call, Bo. If they can do this to President Trump, and I say president because I I believe from evidence, I'm not a conspiracy um, theorist, I'm a conspiracy realist, that he won that election, and now they're so scared to keep him off the ballot that doing things that, like you said, a third-world country uh, would do. And this is an America, and if we don't wake up now and make sure that these people do not allow to do that to our president, any candidate, you think they're going to just stop with him? So I called... I called the Capitol Hill switchboard, and I called and I talked to Speaker Johnson's, and it's I asked permission if I can give this number. Guys, you gotta hit these people in in uh, in the um, the Congress and tell them we applaud you for not giving any money because you told them if there's no border wall, there's no money. So it's 202-225-3121. People in New York, don't even waste your time calling Schumer because he doesn't give a crap. But you can call um, the speaker. You can call Steve Scalise. You can call um, now this other woman that um, that they're thinking might be Trump's Elise Stefanik. Elise Stefanik. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You can make calls to your congressman, too, if you know who they are or congresswoman and whatever. But, look, the House gets it. The House is saying no, and I love the fact that this speaker just said, "Ah, that's it, we're leaving. White House fuming. Well, good, let them fume. Because there should be not a dime, not a dime 
for Ukraine or anyone else until we get a real but a real bill to reform what's happening on this on these borders. And you are so right about the criminality here involved. And if they can do it to Trump, number one, the Republican Party better have a response for this, a political response to a political action, a series of political actions. Can't let this stand. Viviana, I agree with you. I know people are angry and upset about this, but we actually have to turn this into something productive. And thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Joe in New York. Joe, you're up next. What's on your mind? What's on my mind? I'm furious. They're not just trying to bankrupt Trump. This is Letitia James Lazarone. She stinks. And the bottom line is you're taking away a man who is helping the state, help the country, his businesses. I do believe, Bo, they're trying to kill the man. He's 77. He's still robust. But for trials, they're trying to kill him. That's not a, a paranoia. It's being a realist. I just got out of the VA hospital 28 hours I was there. And I wish I was back because at least I had the room was warmer than the basement apartment that I'm in. And it keeps oh, me going is my faith in Christ, hearing your voice. You have my friend, Rita Cosby, Dr. Esposito and Dr. Powell in Staten Island, helping keep my dog alive and cause of war out of Long Island, keeping my dog Thank alive. Thank you, Joe. And- love you. And I hope, I hope that you continue to heal and to stay better. We love you, too. Thank you. And we are your friend. Okay, we're going to have more calls on the rapid phones. So that means you got to get your thoughts together because it's time for us to check in right now with Lou Dobbs, 1949. Lynn Paul is born. Remember this? All right, Daniel, what commercial, what commercial was this? Uh, I think I'm going to pass that to Rich. Okay, this is the, folks, okay, that's the generation gap. That's right. Rich, come on, we all know what commercial this was. That's right, can I just say that the man who created this commercial built an advertising empire on this one spot. Jerry Delafamina and the Coke commercial. This is all about Coke. Everybody remembers this. Look it up on the internet. You can see Coke commercial, like to teach the world to sing. As he soon as I hear this empire. song, the first thing that comes into my head, oh, the Coke commercial, the Coke commercial. He built a successful advertising empire, became a highly successful ad exec on this one, like this, like like those Bud Light guys. Yep, this was, Diego, this was one of the biggest commercials of our lifetimes based on this song. Oh, wow. Yep. Song's good, too. Checking him. <laughs> I knew Rich would know it. Admit. We all know it. In, in this generation, everybody, what's this song? Nine times out of ten, they won't give you the name of this one. Say, oh, that's the Coke commercial. There you go. There you go. We'll be right back. I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. And I'd like to hold it in my arms. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush. Twenty twenty one. It's funny. Lauren Hill's nineteen ninety eight album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, went diamond. Ten million copies sold in America. First female hip-hop artist to earn that kind of certification. 
this track is so amazing. All right, also, let me just mention quickly, today is the birthday of one of America's great songwriters, Otis Blackwell. You don't know him necessarily, but you know his song, Fever. And so many people have done Fever over. Little Willie John, he, he wrote Great Balls of Fire, Breathless by Jerry Lee Lewis. He wrote Don't Be Cruel, All Shook Up, Return to Cinder, Elvis Presley. Otis Blackwell, born on this day in 1932. That's him. Otis Blackwell, born this day, 1932. It's time. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. Silas in Staten Island, you've been waiting. Thank you. How are you, Silas? Okay. Yeah, go quick. Um, as far as the them taking down Trump with these phony, um, you know, the, the trials, one, it's to scare off every other person who wants to stand up for America and say, this is what we're going to do to you. And I was telling him earlier that they're going to use this to take the fortunes of not only just black people, but white people. You see how fast P. Diddy folded? when she uh, claimed that he raped them. You can get anybody to say they raped me. Wow. Boom. Frank in Long Island, you are up next. Got to make it quick. Hello there, Bo. With this judgment today, uh, just think about all the people that are going to be unemployed. The economy is really going to go into the crapper, thanks to uh, if this is allowed to stand there's going to be a bunch of people unemployed, and, uh, you know, New York can't take any any loss of income from anybody when it comes to taxes. Boom. Thank you for the call. Let's check in with Mary in Staten Island. Mary, how are you? Hi, Bo. How are you? Bo, how do you make the pineapple sandwich? Sounded so good. Here's what I used to do back in the days when I could eat Hellman's mayonnaise. There's some other stuff now I can eat. Wonder Bread. Dole pineapple slices, Hellman's mayonnaise. Make the sandwich, eat the sandwich. You will be amazed. And if you put the pineapple in the refrigerator first and let it get cold and then do it, <gasps> try it in the summertime. And if you really want to treat, do it on toast. Thank you, Mary. Let us check in with Smitty in New Jersey. Smitty, you're up next. Hey, Bo, I love you. I listen to you every day while I'm driving truck during the day. Uh, Adam is a partisan, but what you didn't tell him, which is the most important part, is that the banks have their own due diligence to check on the value of the property or whatever that is being loaned against. I can't tell them I have a ranch that's, let's say, worth 300000 and say it's worth $2 million and get a loan based on $2 million if it's not worth that. They check on those things themselves, so that's why they're not complaining. Thank you. Great call, Smitty. And you stay safe in that truck on the roads out here. Joaquin, we're going to have to check with you tomorrow. Everybody, God willing, we are here tomorrow morning for the Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Starts at 7 a.m. Set your alarm. Wake up. Have that first cup of coffee with us. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, and your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. Full deck. Full house on deck tomorrow morning.
we pick it up, and we didn't get to the fanny stuff. We will tap the fanny tomorrow. For sure. God willing, if we're here. 7 a.m. Till then, bye.